My name is Alex Klein, and I am the owner-creator of ABV Culture, which makes uh, jewelry, laser-cut jewelry, out of bike inner tubes. And how I got started. Uh, I went to school for education, for art education, and with a concentration in ceramics and jewelry. Uh, through my undergrad experience, I came to learn that jewelry design was my, um, my best medium. The designs just always worked out the best, like versus painting or ceramics or, you know, some of those other mediums. Jewelry was where, where it was at for me. Uh, and then I made this, oh, I should have grabbed it. Anyway, mm -hmm. I made a cuff in my first jewelry class out of a piece of fan coral. And it, it was kind of like this, the beginning of the end. I would wear that cuff and people would be like, where'd you get that? Can I, can I get one? And I'd be like, yeah, when I start making them, I'll let you know. And they'd be like, oh, that's so cool. So fast forward 10 years and, you know, I played around with jewelry and my mom is a jeweler. Um, she makes semi-precious strung jewelry and sells it at the Artisan's Gallery in Waitsfield. And, you know, I always knew that was kind of like where my talent was, but I, I just didn't want to be another jeweler. I didn't just want to like buy more metal, um, to put into the marketplace. Like we have so, such a wealth of products, like there's, you know, a product for everything. So I was really torn, um, about how, how I was going to go about this. And I had decided uh, in my twenties that teaching art was not for me. They had the wrong season off. Um, I wanted winter off and they had summer off. I wasn't quite savvy enough at the time to like be like, you should just go to Chile for the summer. Like, oh, that would have been great, right? Uh, so I was like, well, I'll try some other things. I taught art camps and yada, yada. Got invited to be the assistant or I got a job being the assistant for Mishu, which is this sterling silver company designer out in Tahoe. So that's where I learned a lot of background information on how to run a jewelry business. Um, and then fast forward a few years, um, what was it? Oh, my husband and I got invited to go to Burning Man like two weeks before the festival was about to happen. And we, I needed something to give. Like, you know, you don't, it's not like a regular festival where you vend and sell products. It's like you exchange for other gifts or, you know, if someone inspires you, you're like, oh, here. And I had seen a pair of laser cut. Oh, they weren't laser cut at the time. Sorry. They were hand cut feather earrings that were like down to here. They were awesome. They were on a girlfriend of mine. I was like, those are so cool. And she's like, yeah, those, these are rad. You can make these. I was like, yeah, I, I could totally do that. You know, and my husband and I are big mountain bikers and he's constantly popping tubes or, you know, doing little tricks here and there. And um, so I was like, I have the material, which is great. And so I just started cutting feathers to give at Burning Man. They were a huge success. Got my first account in uh, Squaw Valley at this cute little candle shop, which I don't think is there anymore. And away we went. Then fast forward again and um, moved home. Um, and my husband was looking through the seven days and he was like, Alex, here is a laser cut jewelry class. And we had kind of been scoping those out in Tahoe a little bit. There's a makerspace in Reno. We never got to it. I was like, oh my goodness, I have to take this class. And he's like, you do have to take this class. 
So sure enough, I took the class and then started laser cutting rubber. But at the time I was like gluing it down to like pieces of wood. And I was just trying to figure out how to get the rubber tubes to like lay flat. <clears throat> so actually this, I don't know if you can see, maybe my wrist will be better, but this oh. is the first design or collection here uh, that I ever made. It's called the cluster flower and it's still one of the best sellers and here's maybe you can see my earring yeah yeah um yeah so that was like the first design I ever made and my mom sells jewelry and her jewelry and all kinds of stuff at the artisan's gallery and she was also the buyer at the Warren store at the time and she thought they were so cool and I was like well if my mom a buyer thinks they're cool and is willing to try selling them for me like voila you know I'm in business so sure enough they just kept selling and selling and um eventually got my own laser cutter and now I cut all of my designs out of my garage and you're in my home studio and that's kind of how it has transformed the product is still pretty much what you know what it was from the beginning I have started um, expanding products to upcycled leather scraps and um, 3d printing like this is a new colored 3d printed cufflink so it's how I close all of my bracelets, um, which is kind of cool. So I'm hoping to do some more recycled plastic products. It's so small. Maybe I can. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Oh, what so did you say that was made out of? It's recycled plastics and it's 3D printed in Northern Vermont. Cool. Um, where do you source like all of your tubes from? Mm-hmm. Totally. So Waterbury Sports uh, sometimes will drop off like a bundle of tubes at my doorstep. The, one of the owners is my neighbor. So that's pretty cool. Like all of a sudden, like at the um, mailbox will just be like this bag of tubes or like a bicycle express in Waterbury it always has like a bucket for me or actually the OGE where I also sell my products. They'll email me like every other month or so and be like, um, we've got another box for you. And I'm like, oh, I'll be right in. Um, I definitely stash, AKA maybe hoard tubes. <laughs> People are like, do you need more tubes? And I'm like, well, thinking in my head, like the five barrels that I have, I'm like, yes, I definitely do. <laughs> um, that's so funny. Um, so how many, like how many products can you make out of one tube? Oh man. Well, if they're like the tiny the tiny flower, uh, feather earring, it's, I think out of one 16 inch section, I can get like 30 or 40 pairs. So, oh, okay. If we're so talking, yeah, yeah. So, but bracelets, cause bracelets are seven inches to eight inches long. I usually get four and there's usually five. So maybe 20 to 30 bracelets per tube. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. That's still yeah. a lot. It's still a lot. Yeah, it's great. And there's definitely, I'm um, looking into how to recycle the waste from the laser cutting still, you know, what other products can I make like rubber mats or, you know, um, you maybe yoga mats. I'm trying to figure out how to keep the product like a circular evolution. Awesome. Yeah. And how do you come up with your designs? Oh, uh, everything. I just, my husband and I with a group of friends just went to Nepal to do some mountain biking and we were visiting a lot of monasteries 
and in the monasteries we weren't able to bring our cam our phones or our cameras because um, it's a sacred space so I brought my my sketchbook and I actually took a lot I took a lot down and did a lot of sketches um, so that was you know the most recent inspiration nature um, I don't know they just kind of like come up you know, you see something beautiful. I do like, I tend to scroll through Vogue and some other fashion magazines um, to get inspiration and kind of see what what's going on out there in the world. I do follow like some designers to see what they're doing. Um, yeah, flowers, nature, uh, pretty much everything. Um, okay, so you saw like inner tubes from mountain biking and you were like this is what I can do with them how would you advise people watching this um to look at the materials in their life mm, yeah um well I believe that all of our materials which has not in the past been the case need to be a closed loop um that we can't just like trash isn't trash anymore. It can't, it just means it's going farther away from you that it's not actually going away and it's not actually decomposing. So I always, you know, like growing up, I wasn't, what was it? I was a big horseback rider. And so my dad would look at me and he'd be like, you can't get a new blanket for the horse until you use up the old one until like, you know, you really go through the process of using what you've got. Um, so, I think that also makes me a little bit of a hoarder again, because like, you don't, you're like, well, where can I throw this away? Like, I can't throw this away. It's never going to get thrown away. Like, how can I reuse this? So you're like, you hold on to it and you're like, oh, maybe I'll figure out something cool for this later. Yeah. <laughs> I'll never, yeah. I'll never forget at Pratt, there was the sculpture garden. We had this beautiful campus with a wrought iron fence around the campus and all these, um, brick buildings and in the sculpture garden there was this big sculpture that said garbage and it was made out of gallon like jugs in a wire cage and just you know I don't know if I, I don't think I loved the sculpture it wasn't like beautiful but it really spoke to me you're like wow that's a lot of you know plastic jugs there just hanging out um so I think that kind of had an impact and my dad was always uh picking up moop which is a Burning Man term. It's um, material out of place. So it's just another word for trash. And he'd always be going along the trail, like picking it up. So it's like, well, now what do you do with it? Um, there's another gal, the Trashy Collection, who goes around and picks up trash on um, the beaches and makes art out of it. So it's just, I guess we, I just, try to look for new ways to be recycling. My, my dream goal is to be able to recycle plastics into beautiful accessories. Um, but that whole, you know, that's a, a bit of a dream, big goal. So we'll see. Awesome.